shared from the book of Proverbs last week, Proverbs chapter 18 says this, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Let me just say that again. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Not just blessing and cursing, we know that to be true, but it's actually bigger than that. God writes and he just picks the greatest of extremes. He says death and life are in the power of the tongue. So we could say it like this, death is in the power of your tongue. We could also say the opposite is true. Life is in the power of your tongue. And so we read from the book of Mark, Mark chapter number 11, where the story of Jesus, he actually curses a fig tree. He curses a fig tree and he finds that there's no figs on it, so he curses it. And the next day, the disciples are going by, and in Matthew, Mark chapter number 11, verse number 20, it says, Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. In verse 23, it goes on to say, Jesus said back to them, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain... Be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. So Jesus takes her eye off of the fig tree. Fig tree is a couple feet, just a couple feet high. And he says, guys, put your eyes on a mountain, the biggest thing on earth. The biggest, the highest thing on earth. Yes, listen, it's about a, a little fig tree. It's, it's, you could say to a mountain, a mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. But you just can't doubt. You have to believe those things that you're saying. And here's the thing. You're going to get what you say. You are going to have whatever you say. Have you ever had somebody come up to you and say, well, I've got good news and bad news? How many of you had that happen? How many of y'all picked the bad news first? Come on now. How many of you pick the good news first? I always pick the bad news first. Give me the bad news. Well, the truth is, is that the bad news is you get what you say. But the good news is the exact same. The good news is what? You get what you say. You're going to have whatever you say. And so that's the bad news, but it's also the good news. You get what you say. So we talked about the power of our words last week, and we even read in Genesis chapter 1 where Adam was given the, the, the power to name all the animals, and the Bible says that when an animal would pass by, he would name it, and whatever Adam called it, that's what it was. Whatever he called it, that's what it was. So God was instructing his disciples and, and, and even showing us throughout the word of God the power of our words. Going all the way from Genesis, all the way through the Gospels, all the way through the word of God, the power of our words. Because God always intended that the earth respond to our voice. Whether it's a fig tree, a mountain. Many of you might have heard of the story of Jesus standing on the boat and speaking to the wind and the waves. And what happened? When he spoke to the wind and the waves, and he said to them, peace be they became calm. It's the power of our words. And so we talked about faith, faith, faith that moves. Moves what? Moves whatever. 
Whatever is, is hindering, whatever is an obstacle, whatever is in your way, whatever is causing you to, to, to keep from fulfilling God's plan, God's purpose for your life, you have to speak to those things. And Jesus in the book of Mark, let's look at this today, Mark chapter number uh, 11, not 11, um, actually Luke chapter 17. In Luke chapter 17, Jesus actually has a very similar account, but he picks a very different object. Instead of a mountain, he brings them to something else. But he starts off the chapter by talking to them about a fence. He starts off the chapter by talking to them about unforgiveness. And he says to them in Luke chapter 17, verse 1, you have to be careful because you're going to have a lot of opportunities to be offended. But in verse number, chapter 17, verse number 3, it says this, Take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. But if he repents, if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you, saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. And the apostles said to the Lord, what? Increase our faith. Jesus, you're talking about forgiving people seven times in a day? Lord, increase our faith. I mean, that's kind of a tough pill to swallow. Somebody says something offensive to you and then said, hey, I was just kidding. Sorry about that. And then you say, okay, it's all right, no big deal. And then they do it again. And then they say, hey, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Huh? Now it's the same day. And then they do it again. And then you forgive them. And then they do it again. And you forgive them. At some point, most of you are going to go, I'm done with that guy. I'm done with them. Now I know in here, nobody has ever said, I'm done with them. But in other churches, people have said that. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? But Jesus said, you have to forgive them. And the disciples, the apostles, when they heard it, they actually said, God, increase our faith. And then Jesus gives this illustration. He says, listen, if you have faith, listen to it. In verse number six, if you have the faith as of a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it would obey you. Jesus says, if you've got the faith of a, of a mustard seed, you could speak to a mulberry tree. Not a mountain. How many know mountains are there? They, they just form. There's nobody's fault. But a tree has to grow. A tree grows. And a tree grows because a seed got planted. Somewhere a seed got planted. Somewhere there was a seed that got planted and that thing began to grow. It was an offense. It was unforgiveness that came in. It was, it was, it was rejection. Huh? It, was, it was something happened to you. And when it happened to you, something began to grow. And that thing began to take root. And the danger of the mulberry tree is not in what you can see. The danger is what you can't see. Because you can cut off what you see. 
Huh? How many of you know you could take a, a tree and you could just cut it down? But if you don't get to the roots, it's coming right back. And some of you in here, you're wondering why you take one step forward and two steps back and why you can't seem to get any traction and why it always seems like you go from one problem to another problem, from one struggle to another struggle. And the problem is you haven't got to the root. You just keep trying to change the behavior. But you have to get to the root. Jesus said, you have to speak to the mulberry tree. If you have faith, you'll say to the tree, be pulled up by the roots. Be pulled up by the root. That means somewhere a seed was planted. Somewhere it got watered. And it grew. And that root system began to spread. And this week I studied a mulberry tree. And it's not that the root system goes deep. It's that it goes wide. The root system of a mulberry tree, the tree goes 30 feet in the air. But the root system goes really wide. And it begins to choke out everything around it. Huh? It begins to, to kill off everything around it. It hinders it from growing. And if we're not careful, if we don't pull up these, these roots, if we, don't, if we don't pull them up, what happens is it chokes out all the possibilities and the potential and what could have been and what should have been. And we find ourselves wondering why other people are prospering and having success and it seems like their life is going on a much different path than ours and it's because somewhere something got planted and the roots just grew and we never dealt with it. We only tried to modify the behavior. We never dealt with the roots and it just chokes out all the potential that's around us inside of us, opportunities, doors that just don't seem to be opening. Why? Because of the roots. It's different than a mountain. It's a tree, and it got planted because of something that happened during your childhood, during your teen years, huh? in your 20s. And now you're 30, and you're 40, and you're 50, and you're still dealing with it. And you're wondering, why Why do I still keep dealing with this thing? It's because you didn't pull up the roots. You have to get to the roots. You have to say, no, 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 it, it, it's all about the root system. Why am I so angry? There's something down there. Huh? Why, why do I have this addiction? Why do, I keep, why do I keep going back to this thing? There's something there. There's a root system. It's got to be pulled up. And Jesus said the way you do it is through a seed. He said if you have the faith as, as a mustard seed, that means the seed has to go and replace the tree. So how do you change thoughts and how do you change behaviors and how do you dig that up? You dig it up through another seed. 
How do you change negative thoughts? You change it with different thoughts. Amen? And so you change it. You, you, you pull it up by speaking the Word of God. In fact, the Bible says that the Word of God is seed. Jesus taught a whole parable about how the Word of God is seed. Can, can I show you something in the Word of God? I'm going to show you the power of your words. Just show you the power of your words. Turn to the book of Genesis. If you're in Luke, go all the way to the first book of the Bible and the very first chapter, and we're going to read about the very start of creation. And look at the power of our words. In Genesis chapter 1, verse number 3, it says this, Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. Verse 5 says this, God called the light day and the darkness he called night. So the evening and morning were the first day. It says that God called the light day. He called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And by calling darkness night, he limited its effectiveness. He just limited it. Up until he called it night, it was darkness. But there's a difference between darkness and night. What's the difference? Night is temporary. Darkness just goes on. And God said, no, no, it's not going to be dark over the earth all the time. There's a limit to it. And when he called it night, he gave it boundaries. He gave it limit. He, he, he said, only will you be on the earth for so long because you're not darkness. You're really, you're just night. And the Bible says weeping may endure for the what? Night, but joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. See, some of you are going through something right now. You say, God, when is this going to end? I, I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know when this ever will stop. I just feel like I just keep going around this thing. You need to speak to that issue and say, no, this is not my life. This is not permanent. This is not the new normal. This is not the way, the way it's going to be the rest of my life. This is just a season. This is just temporary. This is going to come to an end. This is just darkness, and I'm going to call this darkness Night. See, what is night? Night's a few hours. It's eight hours. It's ten hours. You live in Alaska. Sometimes it's four hours. Sometimes it's 20. I don't know why anybody wants to live there. Huh? Give me Florida. But it's just temporary. That's the power of your words. And you need to speak to that season that you're in. And say, no, 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 this is, this is just a storm. I'm coming to the other side of this thing. No, 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 this is just temporary. This is, this is not going to be my life for the rest of my life. This is not it. This is something that the devil, this is an attack. And I'm going to speak to it. I'm going to call it what it is. And I'm going to limit its effectiveness over my life. In, in Hebrews chapter number 11, verse number 3, it actually says this, that God framed the entire world by the word of God. And that word, word, in the, in the Greek is actually the word rhema, and it means the spoken word of God. When God spoke, he framed the entire world. What is a frame? A frame is a boundary. That's all a frame is. It's just a boundary. 
And when God spoke, he put boundaries over the sun, over the sky, over the ocean, over the land. Everything has boundaries. When God spoke over the darkness, he gave it a boundary. And speak. We need to speak over, over the things that the enemy's trying to put on us. Sickness? No, that's not mine. No, I'm going to speak over that, and I'm going to limit its effectiveness over my life. I may be walking through it now, but trust me, I'm getting to the other side of it because it's a mountain that's going to be removed. It's a tree that's going to be pulled up. Somebody say amen. This is just temporary. This is not the new normal. Amen. I'm going to speak the word of God over my life. And so we have to learn. This is it. This is how we speak over it. We can't just water our problems. It happened to me when... Years ago, I, I began to think about, it started with a thought. I began to think about, you know, my childhood and my life and, and what I missed out on, some things. My dad was always present, but he was never really involved. Some of you might have grown up with a similar situation. Never really went to any of my events, never really, you know, conversed. We, we, you know, we didn't have that kind of relationship. And I began to think about all the things that I just missed out on. You know, he never did this with me. He never left me anything. He never, he never passed. He never did anything. And I began to just think about it. And then I began to talk about it. Listen now, when I began to talk about it, it was like the seed that was planted got watered. And a tree began to grow. And a root system began to spread out. And the more I rehearsed it, and the more I talked about it, the more that thing began to spread. And if I wasn't careful, it could have choked out all sorts of opportunities and possibilities over my life. And here's what I had to do. I remember doing this. I had to grab a chapter in the Bible, 1 Corinthians 13. Many of you know this chapter. It says, love is patient and love is kind. And I began to grab the word of God in the mornings and I began to read that chapter. And where that word love is, I began to replace it with the phrase, my father, my father. My father's patient, my father's kind. My father doesn't keep a record of wrong. Oh, my earthly one did, but my heavenly father doesn't. Come on now. My father, my father loves me. And I began to talk about how he never fails me. And and what happened is the more I spoke that over my life, it was like God reached down and grabbed that tree by the very trunk and just began to pull up that tree from the roots You see it in Mark chapter number 11, verse 20. It says, when Jesus spoke to the fig tree, it dried up by the roots. By the roots. What do you need to speak to? Hmm? What what is it that you're constantly dealing with? What is it that, that maybe you've kind of severed some of the behavior and you've tried to modify it and you've tried to white knuckle and get through it, but there's still that, that rejection there. There's still that fear there. There's still the worry there. I heard the story of a, of a young lady who her dad had passed away and 
her mom married a new man. And they were moving from place to place. And he got tired of that young lady bringing all her stuff. And he made her burn everything that she owned. Put it all in a fire. Pictures, memorabilia, everything that she'd carried from her childhood. And at the age of around 10 or 12, he made her set everything on fire so that she didn't have any memories of her childhood. Something broke on the inside of her. And then she just began to hoard and collect and could never throw anything away. Why? Because a seed, a seed got planted and developed a root system in that woman's life that was very difficult to break. I heard the story of a young man who his father worked all the time and he was just wanting to spend time with his dad. And a Saturday came and he had promised, the dad had promised this young boy that we're going to go fishing on Saturday. I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to go first thing in the morning. I'm, I'm going to take you. We're going to spend the day together. We're going to go fishing. And this little boy had looked forward to spending that day with his dad. And his dad woke up that day and said, son, sorry, I can't take you fishing today. I have to go to work to go to a meeting. And he said he watched his, out the window And he watched his dad put a set of golf clubs in the trunk of the car to head off to that meeting. And he said, something died in me that day. What happened? A seed got planted. Roots began to develop. And it affected years and years of his life. Jesus said, the answer is faith. Faith that pulls up trees with roots. Amen? Speaking to it. Declaring, no, no, no. No, you've harassed me for long enough. You've cost me enough opportunities. You've cost me years of my life. I've spent enough time crying and, 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 and trying to break free, and, and no longer will I allow you to affect my life. I'm going to speak to this thing. I'm going to limit its effectiveness over my life, and I'm going to speak the word of God over it. In, in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, the Bible says that God spoke to Joshua And said what? He said to Joshua, hey, Joshua, don't let this book depart from what? Your mind, your thinking? No, from your your mouth. Don't let this book depart from your mouth, but do what? It says meditate on it. That word meditate means to talk to yourself, to mumble, to mutter, to speak to yourself over and over again. Some of you are real good at it. You talk to yourself all the time. You answer yourself. You have whole conversations just with yourself. Begin to speak the word of God over your life. Begin to speak the promises of God over your life. In Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says this, that faith comes by hearing and hearing. Listen, we, we added the comma later. When Paul wrote it, it says, faith comes by hearing and hearing, by the word of God, hearing and hearing, over and over again, speaking it, saying it to yourself. Why? Because there's a tree that got planted. There's darkness that you're going through. There's a reason you need to to lift your voice. 
be uprooted and you can begin to see that thing lead your life. Would you this morning bow your heads and close your eyes with me?